David Garrett with Viva La Vida, an instrumental pop version of Viva La Vida here on Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you talking about all things Winthrop, talking to students, faculty, staff, and alumni of Winthrop University. You can get in touch with us, send us a direct message via Facebook. You can tweet at us, hashtag Eagle Air Live, hashtag Pandemic Playlist. And uh, the day rolls on. It certainly does. It certainly does. And just one more time, if you want to contact the admissions office, it's 803-323-2191. That's 803-323-2191. And you can also go to winthrop.edu and you click on the admissions tag and you can find out anything you want admission-wise. And I think I'm getting a little sleepy here. You getting know, a I'm sleepy. getting a little groggy. Uh, I, uh, I just noticed myself, you know, not doing the right thing every now and then. I think I need a nap. I don't know about you. Uh, well, Red Bull will give you wings. That, or uh, maybe uh, maybe it's time to soda up one more yeah. time for a little a little caffeine fix. Yeah, it's just been so fun to talk to everybody today, though. It That's... has been. It has been. Um, there was one thing that we we haven't covered yet that a lot of. Um, uh, the majors across campus, uh, um, they have built into their majors, and that's internships and practicums. Um, and that's one thing that, that Winthrop prides itself on is the ability to place students in situations that will allow them to get real-world experience. Uh, the Mass Comm Department, of course, we can talk about that all day in our internship program because that's built into the major. You have to have an internship or a practicum. But there are a lot of other programs across the campus that you, too, can can get an internship or a practicum through. And, of course, obviously the College of, uh, of Education, you're going to be doing your clinicals, um, doing your student teaching. So there's a lot of experience to get, um, uh, hands-on experience, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And what we always find from um, employers is when a student graduates, they know that they're a recent graduate. An employer will, you know, can look at a resume or an application and see that they're um, – a recent graduate. But what sets a lot of them apart is if you can put on your resume that you do have some real-world experience. So that's one thing we do emphasize um, here at Winthrop is get some get some practicum experience, get some internship experience. And sometimes you can do it right on campus, but a lot of times um, there's good places to go off campus as well. And so often those internships turn into full-time jobs. How Absolutely. often have we heard the story of a student who goes, they're there a few weeks, and someone leaves their position. And next thing you know, we're looking around for someone to fill the void. And, hey, Jane or John has done a good job these last few weeks. We should take a look at them. And it becomes like a, you know, a 12-week interview, basically. Oh, right, right. And the other thing, too, is um, building your network. Uh, we talk to students all the time about that, how you've got to get out there and network. You've got to shake hands. You've got to get names. You've got to get business cards. You've got to get phone numbers. You've got to get email addresses. It's never too late. I mean, excuse me, it's never too early to start networking. And a lot of that can come from your internship program. We're going to be talking sports this hour. We've got Pat Kelsey all ready to talk to us here in a few minutes recap the Winthrop men's basketball season. Unfortunately, the season ended a little sooner than it should have, did not get to play into, into the NCAA tournament after they won the Big South Conference title. So they would have been in the tournament, but did not get to participate as no one did. So 
It's a shame they they were all set. They had their dancing shoes. They were going to go dancing, and, well, the dance got canceled. After it got canceled, I saw a great tweet. It was something along the lines of someone said, no one can say Winthrop didn't win the national title in 2020. Oh, how true, how true. Which is very true. I feel a T-shirt coming on. And still undefeated in football, right? That's true. That is very true. Well, we've got a, a song coming up from the pandemic playlist we heard from one of the uh, editors at the Johnsonian, Matthew Thrift. We might hopefully talk to him a little later today, but he wanted to hear a band called The Brave Kind, and the name of the song is Conversation 2. We'll be talking to Pat Kelsey in just a few minutes here on Virtual Winthrop Day. It's Eagle Air Live. Watch over me with every step. Watch over me. I'm on your side. I'm on your side for all of your days. I'm on your side.
listening to the Eagle Air Virtual Winthrop Day broadcast. I'm Joseph Casco alongside Mark Nortz, and now we're joined by the Winthrop Head Men's Basketball Coach, Pat Kelsey. Pat, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Congratulations on a wonderful season, and uh, I know there was a lot of excitement among the student population. What was uh, this year's season like for you guys? Well, you know, we... we uh set out at the beginning of every year to win a championship and to represent our school in, in the greatest spectacle in American sports. And I think that even includes the Super Bowl. I'm a little biased because I'm a basketball guy. And, you know, to cut down those nets and uh, advance to the NCAA tournament was, you know, a dream come true for all of us. No matter how many times you've done it, it's uh, there, there's there's nothing like it. And unfortunately, because of these crazy circumstances in our world uh, with the COVID-19, we were one of many that didn't get to participate in in that event, which is disappointing. But overall, I couldn't have been prouder of our young men. What was the reaction like among your your guys to to have the postseason basically canceled? It was hard. It was it was really tough. Um, You know, we we cut down the nets on Sunday and the nice thing about where our tournament is and when it's placed on the calendar is if you win it your name is in that list every time ESPN or some national uh, national broadcast does a tournament who's in it's always your logo you know so it's just a a great time but it's all it's awkward too because you're so used to playing a game, having two days of prep, playing a game, having three days of prep, playing a game. And, and then all of a sudden you, you essentially have 10, 11, 12 days off. So we gave our guys a couple of days off to recoup mentally, physically. And then we got back to practice Had a, had a very, very, you know, uh, kind of preseason type knockdown drag out practice. And uh, the next day we were getting ready to practice. And then you really started hearing the whispers getting louder and louder as to um, the possibility of the tournament being canceled. We, we, our guys were obviously uh, distraught and not, not, you know, not when you should say distraught, but they were very concerned about it, distracted. So we decided just to meet and not even practice that day. And we just said, Hey, we still have 10 days, eight days. I think at that point until we may play on Thursday, let's meet, went over some things. And I think we're going to know a lot more. Uh, in the next 24 hours. And then what happened was, you know, we told our guys one of three things is going to happen. One, this thing goes on like nothing ever happened. Uh, Two, they still play the games, but nobody in the gym. Three, they cancel it. And I honestly told them that night, I really feel like, because I didn't know the, the, the extent of what was going on. I said, I really think the least likely is them canceling the thing altogether. I think worst case, we're going to play in front of an empty gym, but in front of millions and millions of people. And you could just tell they were still disappointed because there's nothing like the excitement, the fervor of a college uh, NCAA tournament game. And lo and behold, as soon as they left the meeting, 45 minutes later, they canceled the tournament. So, you know, really, we, we didn't want to tell them, hey, I'll come back in. Let's meet again. So really, it was just phone calls. It was me just talking to guys individually and the seniors, Josh. Ferguson and Hunter Hale, I think, were the ones that took it the hardest because it was their last chance to play to play in, in the NCAA tournament. So uh, unfortunate, 
but it's adversity. Uh, it's 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 life. It's dealing with uh, hardships and moving forward. So, you know, the guys coming back are excited about what we got going next year. Yeah. Speaking of that, Coach, um, you talked about how um, it's really cool to see the the Winthrop name on ESPN and the Eagle logo. How important is that to recruiting players uh, um, to come to Winthrop? That's huge. I mean, it's your brand identity, the respect that people have for Winthrop. Uh, from coast to coast is already built in because of the success that this program's had for so long. You know, uh, all those coaches and players that came before me and us, you know, starting with, not starting with, but, you you know, you look at Greg Marshall and and, uh, he's one of, I think he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of college coaches by the time he retires. And he built something very, very, very special here. And I think over the last eight years, uh, our staff and the players that we've recruited and coached have done an unbelievable job of continuing that excellence. And because of that, you know, what's happened for so long, you could call a kid in California and they, they know of Winthrop, you know, and that's that's just the excellence that this program has. I saw a graphic uh, here recently that I think tells a heck of a story as to the rich, rich tradition of Winthrop basketball. There were they said these are the schools that have the most conference tournament championships over the last 20 years. And I'm hoping I'm not going to miss one, but Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Gonzaga, and Winthrop. You know, and I, I think those are some heavy, heavy hitters. There's some good names, Coach. Pretty good names. And I think, again, that tells a heck of a story. So, yes – the more we continue to have success playing the national tournament, it helps everything. It helps our university. It helps the branding, and, and I'm sure it helps enrollment, and the endowment, and things like that when when we do well. And we know we have an awesome responsibility to represent our school in a first-class manner all the time. You know, we've probably got a number of students who are listening right now and wondering what it's like to be a Winthrop student. I want to ask you about the – environment in the Coliseum on game day. Um, I know from watching the couple of times that you guys were on television this year, I know the student section looked pretty rowdy a number of nights. I saw a number of my own students, um, some of our students from Absolutely. the Mass Comm Department Absolutely. down in the front row, which was really cool to see. But, um, you know, I, I think it was, a, from what I heard, a really great environment on Championship Sunday. What was it like all year, the, the fan and student support? For you guys, let me say this first and foremost. There is nothing more important to me as the head coach of this program and this great university to make the students understand that it's their team. And I've said that from the day I I got this job and my press conference eight and a half years ago. That that it's it's their team and their active involvement and their passion for our program and taking, like I said, ownership of it is, is, is as important to me as anything. And I have, uh, we have my staff and our players that I've worked really hard to establish a, a, a personal relationship with the student body. You know, it's hard for me to personally know 5,000, you know, students by name, but it, 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 I want them to know that they matter to me and they are important and, um, that's why we're on campus all the time and high five. And, and anytime someone asks us to do something, we'll do it. And, and, 
when it's hopping, when it's packed, like you mentioned so many times this year in big games, the students have shown up and, and made a major impact on the game. The one that comes to mind the most is obviously that championship game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just the, the energy in that gymnasium was crazy. And for a national television audience to tune in, see that big eagle head and that word Winthrop on our floor and, and to see the passion of our, our fan base and our students was awesome. You, you mentioned that it was eight and a half years ago that you came here. Um, what brought you here eight and a half years ago? Well, uh, you know, I, I give um, a lot of credit or a lot of thanks to uh, the president at the time, uh, Dr. DiGiorgio. Um, you know, and so many students now, you know, obviously don't know who he is or who he was, but every time they walk into the DiGiorgio Center, digs. You know, his name and his pictures up there with his wife, Gail, and, you know, they've since moved to California, and I continue to stay in touch with him. Um, And Tom Hickman, the athletic director at the time, and I say all the time, you know, uh, they hired a guy that had never called a timeout before. And by that, I mean, I was never a head coach. You know, I was an assistant coach at Wake Forest and at Xavier, which are both high-level programs with great traditions, but they saw something in me um, and, and took a chance on me. And, you know, to this day, I try every single day to work my butt off to, to make them proud and make them continue to think they made a great decision in hiring me. But, you know, it's an easy sell, man. It's, it's, it's why it's a great sell in recruiting. I mean, this, you kidding me, this area, uh, Rock Hill is growing and booming, but it's just an unbelievable place to raise a family. Winthrop University is is now, you know, my home. Uh, I feel as connected and as loyal to this great institution as I do my alma mater. Um, this has become a huge, huge part of, of me and my family. Campus is gorgeous. Weather's great. I'm I'm a Yankee from from up north, so I don't miss that snow and things like that. But uh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, so. You're preaching the choir here, yeah. coach. <laughs> You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here. We're speaking with Winthrop head men's basketball coach, Pat Kelsey. Coach, I want to ask you about your uh, your social media footprint these last few weeks as uh, as we're all trying to find ways to keep busy. I see you going viral from time to time. Um, <laughs> we especially enjoyed this one, this video earlier this week of you and your son drawing up the play on the kitchen table there and then... Uh, him coming in for the two-handed dunk, you know, at last look, there was, you know, roughly 40,000 likes and, you know, more than 7,000 retweets. Just tell us about how you're keeping busy and, uh, you know, some of the videos you put together while we're all kind of stuck inside these days. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned kind of like the, the branding of our athletic department and basketball program and why that's important from a recruiting standpoint. And, you know, in my business, my line of work, you know, that that's important, I think, that uh, fans, but more importantly, recruits and and parents of recruits, they, they they get a window into into who I am through that medium, you know. And and you guys are the experts at all that. I sure as heck am not, but you know, I, I just try to kind of try to express who I am and what makes me tick and what I'm all about, you know. And I'm pretty darn simple. Um, I love being a coach and a teacher. Um, I love where I work and who I work for. And, um, you know, in, in my family is really, really important to me. And 
um, my my son uh, Johnny, Ruthie, Caroline, my wife Lisa. You know, some of the things we do or I do on social media just kind of is a like I said, it's just a little window into our life, and that's that's kind of who we are. I mean, I'm a goofball. Um, I like to have fun. Obviously, in business and when I coach and, you know, people see me on the sideline and my kids say all the time, Dad, you look so mad. <laughs> it reminds me I need to smile every once in a while and, and uh, you, you know, not 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 yell and scream so much over there. But we 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 have fun. And that was that's our that's our basketball court in our kitchen, um, you know, and, and you just have a little fun with it. So that it kind of caught fire, if you will, or went viral as you mentioned but it is kind of cool because my assistants call me and they're like hey I've I, you know I've talked to 20 recruits today and they all saw that so uh, obviously that's where our clientele is and that's where the world is anymore and we we have to meet them where they're at so yeah that's that, that's been kind of cool almost 700,000 views coach so when you say you're not an expert I think maybe I made a video that got uh, four or five views yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly mark maybe six or seven yeah. yeah and most of those were us looking at our own videos so I just gotta watch my my little boy who's doesn't know what the heck's going on yet I mean he just just turned seven um for a while he had no clue what the heck Johnny ball game meant and I kind of I kind of na- named him that on some of our social media stuff. So I got to watch. He didn't get a big head and, and then get too full of himself because people are starting to recognize him a little bit. <laughs> you know, this is a music station and uh, we, uh, we, we play a lot of music here. I know a lot of people are getting through, uh, you know, this, uh, these stay at home orders through music. And are you a big music fan coach? You know, I'm not, uh, but you know, my wife, my wife loves country music in the summer. She doesn't enjoy it in in the, in the winter. It just doesn't remind her of winter. So I kind of become a pseudo country fan a little bit, I guess you could say. I like probably Zach Brown band the best from the country music genre uh, nice. for nice. about two months or a month and a half on either side of Christmas. We play Christmas music constantly at my house, and I can't take it by the end of that. But um I would say if you ask me who my favorite artist is of all time, I'd probably say Bruce Springsteen. Oh, very uh, nice. Very I, I went, nice. I, I went just uh, through in college and stuff. I guess I became a, a, a pretty hardcore fan and went to concerts and stuff. But once I start having kids and things like that, um, not as much. But I, I still know all of Bruce's greatest hits and think he's an unbelievable live performer so if we were to ask you what was on your pandemic playlist it might be the boss then absolutely absolutely i i'll throw in a little neil diamond because my wife loves now you're neil diamond too and huge, uh, my, my daughter believe neil it or not diamond i say fan. i wasn't a music fan but my my wife loves neil diamond i forgot and we named our daughter caroline after sweet caroline song so there's a little something there um, little Johnny Cash every once in a while, especially when I'm in the car driving. So I guess maybe a little bit more than I'm putting on, leading on. But, yeah, uh, oh, I think you're a humble guy, Coach. So uh, <laughs> if yeah. if you were to say one last thing to uh, you know a potential student who might be listening to this, thinking you know on the fence about choosing Winthrop, what might you say to recruit well, just he, the average student? He, here, here's the thing I'd say, and I mean this, and, and you know, I meet people constantly all the time and people recognize me uh, with being affiliated with Winthrop, but anytime I'm talking to students or alums and I'm out in Rock Hill or I'm somewhere, anywhere, and somebody says, hey, Coach Kelsey, hey, I'm, I'm Winthrop class of, 
2012, 2016, 1998. Yeah, but I go, hey, where are you? Ask him a few questions. I always ask him, you know, how did you like Winthrop? And I'm telling you, 100% of the time, it seems like I loved it. How'd you like Winthrop? I loved it. And, you know, I just think that response tells tells everything you need to know. This is a special place. It's a special part of the country, a special institution. And, hey, I'm the biggest example of an outsider, a northerner that came into this community that was welcomed with open arms. Um, and, And I've developed very quickly, but it's gotten stronger over the years, an unbelievable love for this institution in this area. I've had opportunities to go elsewhere, um, some a little bit more well-documented than others. And it, it, it always comes back to, you know, to me, Happy's undefeated. And, and we love being at Winthrop. We love Winthrop University and we love Rock Hill. Thank you so much for taking the time with us, Coach, and uh, keep making those viral videos for us. <laughs> All right, guys. It means a lot that you had me on. Best of luck. And uh, as we like to say, any students that are out there listening, rock the hill. Go Eagles. Rock the hill, Coach. That was Winthrop men's basketball coach Pat Kelsey. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast, a virtual Winthrop Day. Where it began, I can't begin to know it. But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands
Neil Diamond with Sweet Caroline here on Virtual Winthrop Day. That one going out to Caroline Kelsey. The coach's little girl. Yeah, Coach's little girl. Daddy's little girl. I love how he told us, yeah, I'm not really a big music fan. And then he just rattled off and he's like, oh, yeah. And then my daughter's named after Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. I'm like, yeah. I mean, okay. We just got an email and it said coach was talking about Bruce Springsteen, but yet you went with Neil Diamond. What's the deal? Well, Springsteen, yeah, that would have been the logical call for me because I'm a huge Springsteen fan, but come on, you can't deny the little girl. Right. I mean, if his daughter had been named Born in the USA, yeah. we could have gone with Springsteen. Or if his daughter would have been named Bruce, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think pretty sure, I'm pretty sure somebody told us Springsteen is on the list. I'm, that's probably coming up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we talked about... Um, Born to Run and Promised Land and all that fun stuff like that. I, I tell you, we're getting to a point here. It's 4.30 in the afternoon, a little after 4.30. And we had originally planned to go till 5 p.m., but we've heard from so many people that want to be a part of this and want to talk to us that we're going to hang around for a while. I don't know how long we're going to go, but we'll we'll keep getting people on the phone and talking to them because there's so many people they want to talk about their Winthrop experience. Right, right. And if you want to, you know, remind them, the listeners, if if we don't get to the rest of the um the people that we're going to that that called in and that we actually interviewed, um wh- where can they hear them? So we're putting these up on as a series of podcasts. Um you can find it on our Anchor site. We'll uh, we'll send out the link. Some of those interviews are starting to go up as we finish them and uh, basically, you can find basically what Anchor does is it sends off these podcasts to places like Google and Apple Podcasts. It sends it to Spotify, a number of different platforms. So if you listen to your podcasts on Stitcher, just search for Eagle Air and you'll find us. And it's, uh, you know, uh, these conversations with alumni, students, faculty, staff. And so these will be available. Yeah, we're just we got thinking about it, and we said, well, let's just go until we can get you know see how many more we can get in. But we did put in the news release that we would go till five o'clock. Some people may stick with us. Some may say, oh, five o'clock, it's over. But yeah, you know that that's up to you. That's your choice, dealer's choice, as we call it. Um, so let us know if you're out there, if you're listening, if you want us to stick around with you for a while. Send us a message on Facebook or tweet at us. And uh, pandemic playlist, we'll get your song in there for you. We'd love to play something for you. Yeah, absolutely. Pandemic playlist. I, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but you know, lunch has come and gone, and now we're getting close to the dinner hour. And I, I mentioned like you know a pandemic food delivery um, that never materialized. So uh, I guess we're stuck with uh, vending machine uh, food for the rest of the day. But um, <laughs> I mentioned the pandemic pizza, but luckily Joe had some uh, some extra pizza left over from last night. So we did get lunch. We did get lunch. And, you know, if, if you look at both of us, yeah, you realize we haven't missed many meals between the two of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I see I'm looking over my shoulder here and I think we're about to get kicked out of the studio. So we'll we'll take a little break here. We're going to let the top shelf sports guys who is a show you can hear on on WINR Eagle Air. We're going to let them come in. We'll take over for a minute. They, in this sports hour, they're going to recap the men's college basketball season and talk about Winthrop and the, the championship season. So we're going to let them take over for a moment here, and then we'll be back with you uh, towards the uh, top of the hour. So Yeah, and the, and the top shelf sports team, um, they're, they're students here on campus. 
Um, and I think uh, Collins is actually um, he's one of the anchors, and he's also in, uh, one of the um, administrators here at the at the radio station. And so, if if you're looking to get involved in Eagle Air, um, Collins Janus. Um, you can hear him uh, as we're talking here today, and you'll hear him in just a couple of minutes here with uh, Top Shelf Sports. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast, a virtual Winthrop Day. Broadcast is going out. I don't know who's even listening to me. W I N R, Eagle Air. Are you listening? W I N R, Eagle Air Radio. Thank you guys for joining us for this Worldwide Winthrop Day look at uh, WINR. My name is Collins Janis. I want to allow everybody else in our group chat here to introduce themselves. So, gentlemen, go ahead. This is Matthew Sheely. I'm Brandon Blue. Oh, wow. Thanks, Brandon. I'm Zach. <laughs> My name is Mark Lamming. All right. Well, we got, the, we, got the, we got the fun part of the way out of the way now. We got the introductions. And what we want to talk about tonight Obviously, uh, we are dealing, as, as is everybody else, with the COVID-19 um, quarantine situation. And every spring sport right now has been canceled. We're all very upset about that. But we don't want to look at the negatives tonight. We want to look at some of the positives. The highlights for Winthrop's biggest sport, I would say, basketball, where they did a great job this year. We have a lot of fun things we want to get into tonight. But we just want to go around the room and basically share some of the memories we had from the season. Because Frankly, guys, I had a ball this year. I, I, I thought it was one of the most fun I've had at any sporting event at any time. I'm serious. And I'll let you guys go ahead and start off, and you, we'll just go ahead and have a nice, fun conversation about it. So go ahead. Whoever wants to throw one out there. Go ahead, Sheely. My favorite, my favorite game was the triple overtime win against Gardner-Webb. Yep. That was a classic. Wow. So, one Zach, and I, Zach and I can't count that because – Neither of us were there for that because it was over uh, winter break. So that was super disappointing. I missed that. But I watched it on TV. Um, my fond memory from that game is my dad actually went downstairs when they were down four, whatever it was, and Gardner-Webb was – or when Chandler would shoot free throws. And uh, I was screaming at the TV, and he came back up and was like, what happened? I'm like, holy crap, we tied the game. He's like, there's no way that happened. But uh, that was definitely a really good memory. Um, that game stands out in particular. I mean, obviously the championship game because we all got stormed the court and, like <clears> – <throat> Looking back on the whole situation, I feel really blessed that we actually got to play our title game yeah. um, and have that moment to enjoy because, like, that was stripped away from pretty much every other school. If we played a couple of days later, the game wouldn't have happened with what was going on with the outbreak. Um, so, you know, as disappointed as I am that I didn't get to see him play in March Madness as much as I wanted to see that, um, at least I could take solace the fact that we got to enjoy that moment that so many others were denied this year. I want to say real quick, and I know I, I might be speaking for myself only on this, but I feel more I feel better about it that the fact that the last game we got to play was that one because so many other schools had the auto bids and everything else. We had to play our way into that game. We got it at home, which you know wasn't a guarantee at that point, and that's something I'll never forget. Honestly, I never thought there was going to be any circumstance where I get to storm a court like they do on TV. That was that to me was incredible. I never. I didn't even know what to do. I was just running around trying to hug people. I didn't know what to do. I think that game and the, the court storm and the whole situation really showed how special of a place Winthrop is and the fact that it's such a community. Like, there are people who you've been in class with that you know, your teachers, everybody's in this big mob storming the court. I mean, I, I had a management professor that most of us have had named Larry Stevens, who's a legend, who's over there dapping people up and giving me high fives and hugs, you know, like just being a, a part of the crowd. So, like, that's the one thing is Winthrop was a different kind of place. And the fact that like 
everybody sort of knows everybody. So from that perspective, you know, when there's a win like that, it's a big deal for everyone on campus and not just the players. My favorite part about Larry Storm in the court was uh, he actually weaseled his way kind of into getting a, a T-shirt and a hat. And then I don't know, he might have even got uh, to cut part of the net down. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. But he went in and got himself a T-shirt, got himself a hat some way. We were all mad because we didn't get one. But we were like, you know, that's just kind of the place Winthrop is. Like you have professors that, you know, are going to come out and hang out with the students. Uh, they're going to put themselves out there and with the, uh, the fans and just have a good time with them. My favorite memory is probably uh, homecoming. Um, yes. I mean, the, the game itself wasn't that great because, I mean, we blew out the team. We played about like 40. But uh, <laughs> everything leading up to it is so much fun. This is the one day a year you get to tailgate before a game and have everybody at the school, from the school outside and communicate and just have, having fun. Uh, just like a normal college, would you would think for a football game, that's what one basketball game a year is to us. And I think it's really, really special that we get to have at least one of those. One thing we haven't mentioned yet is we scored front row seats pretty much for, for the entire yeah. season yeah. because we were supporting the, the volleyball team, you know, before basketball season started so that was a another really cool thing for us uh well not me as much because i'm in the pep band so i only got to experience it a few times but i, I was about to say i want to say that i'm gonna take the time right now i haven't said it to you guys in person so i'll take the time to say it over zoom thank you for including me in that that was the first year i got to go to games and it was a lot i'm serious it was the coolest thing to be able to be that close to everything and just be that important to it and it, and, it, and they appreciate you guys being there as much as you guys are and as committed as they all were and I know and I know Matt's over there over in the pet band like living it up over there so he's he, his presence may not have been right next to us every game but I trust me I'm seeing that man he's a one-man show over there so hey he, he got to sit with us for the ESPN game yeah that's right that's right. and that was a fun game too when we we beat Campbell oh, that was gonna be my other one I, I just have to put it out there that it's really funny how us sitting on the front row kind of got around. Like, people sort of knew who we were. Like, I had people I didn't know coming up and talking to me. And the security people at the school knew us as the front row guys. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, it, it kind of was a thing that just sort of went around and, and became a thing in itself. But uh, ESPN game was definitely a lot of fun. I had a really awesome interaction with a player on Campbell's bench. Uh, he had a little bit of a rough night and had some things to say back to me. But it's all good. It's all in good fun, you know. We don't say anything bad. We just go have a good time. It's all part of the game. One win early on that we didn't get to see in person because it was on the road was when Winthrop beat St. Mary's, who was ranked 24th in the nation at the time. Yeah, no, 18th. 18th. Yeah, 18th. I'm sorry. That's Kyle's going to say 18th seed. Give him credit. Give him the credit for the 18th. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, was, that was a wild game because most of us watched it together in, uh, in uh, I think, March room. Literally the night before, a uh, heartbreaking loss to Fresno State. Uh, and we were kind of wondering what – I mean, Winthrop had never – I don't think they'd ever beaten a uh, ranked team. Uh, we were kind of sitting there like, you know, what what's this game? Are we going to get blown out? You know, are we going to find out how good St. Mary's is, if they're a real contender, if they're not? And we went out there and we played them tough and we came away with a W and it was – it was an amazing time, whether we were there or not. I mean, we watched it from the very beginning and had a great time doing it. Big, big underdogs. They were 21-point underdogs in the game. Yeah. Massive uh, underdogs. 
And, and keep in mind, that game so early on in the season, you really don't know what kind of team you have that mm-hmm. early on. So, you, I mean, you can flip a coin and go, either we're going to get run out of here or we're going to play them close and we're going to come up or we're going to pull off something that, you know, a lot of us haven't seen before. So that's that was a good telltale sign as to what, we're, what was going to come because they had a brutal out-of-conference schedule. I, I can say that. I mean, they played they play Duke close. I and mean, any time you get to play with a national powerhouse like yeah. that, and, and on their home court, and, and, you know, bring it to them for the first half there. They were, re- they were right with them. And that was they great. They lost by like 12. Yeah. yeah. They were with them, though. Like I said, that was a lot. I mean, I was following that game from the, the tip to the last second. I, I had to follow it. It was incredible. Which, relatively speaking, I mean, tw- losing by 12 points is a lot. But to a team like Duke, uh, when you're Winthrop, is a pretty big deal. But I just have to say, just ultimately – as good as they were last year, they're setting up to be even better this year. Um, they mm-hmm. return all of their key players for the most part. Uh, forward Josh Ferguson graduates, and Hunter Hale, who is a graduate transfer, um, ends his fifth year of eligibility. But Adonis Arms, a shooting guard transferring from a D2 school, is coming in. Uh, Average 19 a game or so in, in D2. Um, all those key guys from last year's run are back besides Hunter and Josh, obviously Chandler Vaudrin comes back for another year. Uh, Russ Jones, Joshua Corbin now uh, forward has four years of eligibility left because he took a red shirt uh, cause he got hurt, but he played big minutes earlier in the year. Um, so there's a lot to look forward Big's to going happened. into 2020, 2021 season, you know, assuming it happens, but. The guy I'm looking most forward to next year is definitely Chase Claxton. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a monster. He, he's a beast. Uh, he's from Greenville, the 864. And he, especially down the stretch last year, especially in the Big South Championship game, you know, he really proved how good he was, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but also with his defense. I mean, he locked down Hampton's number one guy and held him to, well, I forget, he had, he had had like 40 points the night before, and I think he went up like 20 or 18. Yeah, but he had like 16 in the first half. Like he didn't hit anything in the second half. Not at all. And he really chased to put on some muscle saved that game for us because it mm-hmm. got it got out of hand for a little bit. I mean, we were down 22 to seven early, and then you know kind of came back, got it better at halftime, and then put Chase on on that guy uh, round start of the second half, and it kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game for us. And Claxton put on like 30 pounds of muscle. Oh my god. He'll be, he'll be unstoppable. Be but he, he was one of the leaders in the nation in field goal percentage. And part of that was because of those – he'd always make those backdoor cuts. And it seemed like every other time we had the ball, he was just, you know, slamming it down. Hey, led the conference in dunks. And not to mention, you're going to get year two of DJ Burns. Yes, sir. That, that right there, that's exciting enough for me, personally. If, if he can be a little bit more mature this year, I think I think he'll be – Perfect. I mean, I think you saw him start to like find a groove there late. Especially, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, you know, and, and admittedly, kid, I mean, he's what, right out of high school, just as a freshman like this, right from, and I have to, and I give him love because he's from Rock Hill, so obviously, <laughs> he was well, a number yeah, three guy behind only Zion and John Morant. Mm-hmm. DJ really needs to needs to. Um, he's a great player. But the one thing I would say with him is consistency. Because he's had 20, 20, 25 point games, but he's also had games where he fouls out early and he doesn't play particularly well. Um, so for those reasons, uh, you know, I would say that that's going to come with time. But I don't think he's going to transfer. I think he's in it for the long haul. He seems committed yeah. to being here. He seems committed to the fact that his family's around. He seems like he wants to stay at Winthrop. So 
I mean, you're looking at three more years. That that freshman class, Russ Jones Jr. on top of that. Um, Russ, a little bit more erratic over the course of the year than even DJ was. Um, he started as the point guard, and then he kind of faded into a reserve role as the season progressed. Um, but still really talented guy. Tiny, I think he's 5'9", 5'8", um, but he's a really good uh, – passer and really good ball handler and then um obviously we talk about chase class is a really talented freshman class last year for pat kelsey and i would to go back to dj burns i would agree with collins a little bit i think we definitely saw improvement over the season um if you look at it from a from a distance and then in that championship game i could not believe you know it seemed like a lot of what he had done throughout the season was just get real low or, or get you know under the basket and back guys down and stuff but there was one time in the championship game when he pulled up, you know, from mid-range. He had a, a defender on him. He faked him once, pulled up, and it went straight in. Yeah. If he can fine-tune that mid-range game, he's going to be very dangerous. There are – I mean, yeah, there are some pieces there. I mean, you already saw what they're capable of with the class they just had. But, I mean, they're building. And that's the biggest thing. The thing you want to see the most out of a team like that is just getting better and better and better. And I don't think there's any reason to think anything other than that. We can't talk about winter basketball without mentioning the Pat Kelsey. Yeah. Just what a what a guy and what energy he brings to Winthrop's campus. He recently just made Sports Center. They brought that video back of him and his son Johnny Ballgame. Yep. Johnny Ballgame. I mean, maybe like I said, you know, only going to Winthrop and only really experiencing one college experience, you know, you don't get to see how other colleges work, but I've never seen a, a coach share that much enthusiasm, that much energy for a program, and for a university. I mean, say whatever you want. He's a basketball coach, but when I say he cares and he thinks about, like, Winthrop as a whole, he's trying to draw people in, you don't see that at other programs. Like, they they rely on the fact that they're that program. Mm -hmm. He understood early on that he was Winthrop. Speaking of that, when uh, Winthrop does a uh, sports show that they do live on the radio at this local restaurant, and me and Brandon went and met up with a couple of people and we just sat down. We were going to stick around and listen to the show for a little while and then head out. Well, someone from the athletic department brought us food and we didn't ask for it or anything. They just gave it to us. And then a few minutes later, Coach Kelsey comes and sits down with us and pretty much has, has dinner with us. Like mm-hmm. what other school are you going to get? The, is, the, is, is Coach K going to do that for you? To have dinner with three <laughs> random students. One thing about Coach Kelsey, too, to point out is, at least for us, every single game, sitting on the front row, he comes up to our group and says, thanks for coming, and is shaking, mm-hmm. shook at my hand, and everybody else said on multiple occasions, win, lose, whatever, he always tells people, thanks for coming. Um, I've never seen a college coach throw T-shirts to students before a basketball game. Most of it's kind of like waltz out of the tunnel. Um, but the one thing about him is he's very engaged with what's going on, and I think him and his family – you know, they've transcended just being a basketball coach, and they're really big figures in the whole Rock Hill community. He yeah. hosts a basketball camp during the summer. Um, all the students know him, even students who don't care about sports, because he's so active on campus. He's so out there. And it's, it's their attendance has grown and grown and grown. And uh, we had a full student section for the uh, championship game and for a couple of games this year. So um, I've seen a very big difference, even from last year, in the student turnout. And I think as long as Coach Kelsey's there, they're going to continue to keep getting really, really good student turnout and a really good atmosphere at the games. Yeah, if you haven't seen Coach Kelsey running around screaming at people on a random Wednesday afternoon trying to get people to come to the game, you haven't done it right. Dressed <laughs> up like a student. I mean, I mean, what is is, is Roy Williams going to dress up in like skinny jeans and like a beanie or whatever and walk around with a backpack talking to random Coach kids? A, any of these guys do it? <laughs> no, 
but that but that's what we talk so much about you know what the unique thing about winthrop is and the experience of being here that's those little things that you don't get anywhere else no disrespect to anybody else it's just it's not feasible or they don't have the or they don't have the energy for it Mm -hmm. he makes coffee nervous yep that's my favorite (laughs) thing ever i would say he's he's 44 so i mean that's not like a part of our generation, but for a college coach, he's relatively young. Yeah, right. um, I, I just think he gets it. I think he gets social media. I think he gets how to reach the students. I think he really gets, you know, what excites our generation. It's that that hands-on, tangible feeling. People don't just want to go to a game anymore. They want to feel like they're a part of the game or they're a part of something. And I think that they, the athletic department and Coach Kelsey have really done a good job of connecting the experience with the game and not making them two separate things. Thank you guys for joining us for this Worldwide Winthrop Day look at uh, WINR.